Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where tonight is going to be another very interesting night. Again, as is every Sunday, very interesting. Again, I have the pleasure of having Johnny and Jesse in the house, two of my best compadres uh, here joining me with Talk Junkies, just making it happen. Each and every single week, we're coming at you with very great podcast knowledge, all of it coming to you uh, live from my basement. <laughs> That's old school, live from my yeah. basement. But anyways... There's just one thing I want to say before I get the podcast started. And uh, after last week's podcast, we had kind of discussed within the past two podcasts how human beings, Jesse likes to say human beings aren't special. And I know in the way that you're saying it is not how I'm going to describe it. But just today when I was driving back from grocery shopping and just looking at people driving by and this dog sticking his head out of the window, um, you know, it's sticking his head out of the window and I'm just seeing other people interact and just everything that's going on. I'm like, damn, like human beings are special. Like what we're experiencing right now in life is very special. We're all a part of it. We all get one shot at it. Whether whether or not reincarnation is true or simulation theory is true, we are all here in the moment right now, and we're all here together. And this is all a very special place that we're in. And we're all very special in our own ways. Do human beings do some really bad shit? Yes, they do, 100%. Do we do some really good shit? Yeah, we do, 100%. But when you just sit back and just look at it as and just be unbiased with everything that's going on, Life is extremely beautiful. It's a very beautiful place. The people are beautiful. The things we've created are beautiful. I just really wanted to get that out there. But anyways, we have Dan joining Talk Junkies once again for the 168th time. Dan, what is up, brother? <laughs> oh man, I'm having I'm having a great time. I've been I've been thoroughly entertaining myself. Yeah, well, what's going on, man? What's new in your life? I know you're going through some things right now. Yeah, you've been put in a peculiar position, um, and I know that you are dealing with that right now. And if there's anything that you can shed light on with that, I know that's specifically why you wanted to come on the show tonight to kind of discuss the processes that you're going on with right now. And, uh, man, we're open ears, and, and we're, we're ready to listen, and I'm sure all the junkies out there are as well. Well, you, you remember that, that I filed that petition with the Supreme Court a while back. Right. Mm-hmm. I sent, I sent, I've sent you a, a copy of that. Yeah. And I filed that uh, back in, in uh, February. And I got no response from the Supreme Court. So I filed an amended uh, version of that and sent it up to the Supreme Court and uh, called to check on it. And uh, um, the, uh, the clerk that was there. Uh, told me that she was going to be returning it to me because um, there was all these rules that I had to go through. Well, if, if you've read that petition, one of the things that I that I pointed out in there was that there is no other court that is qualified to hear that petition. There's there's no court that has the authority to do what I'm asking other than the Supreme Court. So there's no point in other in any other court hearing it. And um so we went back and forth about that and, and, uh, um, you know, I was calling and talking to her and, and, you know, she sent it back to me and, and when she sent it back, um, I got hold of it and I was just like, you know what, I need to just go up there and file this thing in person because talking over the phone and, and doing all the stuff is just not getting anywhere. I need to have some FaceTime with somebody and be able to communicate this clearly because she was getting frustrated and, and, you know, cut me off before I finished sentences and stuff. So I said, you know what, I just need to do that. So I decided to, to go up to D.C. and file this thing. Well, I got up there 
and uh, turns out that that you can't actually get in to see any of these people because of all this COVID nonsense. But um, I called her and let her know that I was there in D.C. and that, you know, since I couldn't uh, actually get into the office to speak directly to her, that I wanted her supervisor to give me a call. And uh, so I was up there and, and I fully intended when I went up there, my intention was that I was going to go up to D.C. and I was just going to stay there until I figured out some way to get this suit, this petition docketed. You know, I was I, I called when I got up there to set up meetings with uh, Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham and Nancy Mace, even though she's completely worthless. Um, those are my those are those are three of, of the South Carolina um, representatives. Um, and, um, you know, so my intention was just to stay there in D.C. until I got this thing docketed and it was on the schedule for the Supreme Court to hear. So. Um, after I called uh, called this this clerk back and told her that I wanted to speak with a supervisor. I decided to go and do some sightseeing in, in D.C. And somewhere along the way, the Secret Service started following me around. And, uh, you know, I'd gone to a couple of monuments and everything, but somewhere along the way, they they picked up on me and started following me around. And uh, when I got over by the uh, the FDR monument, I pulled into a parking spot and I happened to notice this black SUV behind me. And at first I didn't think anything about it because, you know, I figured it was just somebody who was impatient and, you know, they just were wanting me to move so they could pull in that parking space. You know, they, they thought they saw it first or something like that. So I was just like, oh, whatever. Um, but it was a real pretty day up there. So I decided I was going to sit there in the car for a little bit and eat an apple. Right, so I got out, laid out a paper towel on my trunk and cut up an apple and then sat in my car for about 30 minutes and just ate this apple. Had the door open, sitting there with my feet sitting out, windows down, just relaxing in the, in the car on a beautiful day. And um, about 20 minutes into that, that black SUV was still sitting there. So... I thought to myself, I'd say, that's a cop. That there's no reason that that guy would be sitting there for that long other than that. You know, and he wasn't right up on my tail. He was, you know, he's about 20, maybe 30 feet behind me just sitting there. And so, you know, I was like, well, he's going to do whatever he's going to do. I don't, I don't have any concern with that. And um, so I finished eating my apple, got out of my car, shut my door. And as I did that, he got out of his car and, and came over directly at me and started asking me all these questions as he's coming over. Um, and I didn't say anything. I don't know. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you guys before, but um, if you're ever approached by the police, there's nothing that you can say that's going to improve your 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 situation. As soon as they approach you, you're being accused of a crime and and anything that you provide them is only going to help them cement their case. So 
Um, and that includes giving them any kind of documentation, including your, your driver's license. You know, don't give them anything because they have, they have already made an accusation that you're committing a crime. And so any information that you provide them will be used against you. Um, so anyway, he came over and, and he starts asking me all these questions. So, um, you know, I just didn't say anything. I reached in my pocket, pulled out my car keys, locked my car, put my keys back in my pocket. And about this time, about uh, six or eight other police officers just descend on me from all different directions. So I didn't know this at the time. But while I was sitting there eating that apple, he had called in all these other units. So even though I hadn't been you know, told anything, even though nobody had approached me or said anything to me, I was being detained long before there was any contact made directly. They had already, they had already cordoned me off and made it so that I was not going to leave that parking spot. Um, as I looked around after, you know, after all this started happening, there were cars, they had actually blocked off the street that we were on so that there wasn't any traffic going by and they had cars, uh, police cars further down the block that were prepared to block me from from leaving. So I was being detained, um, you know, for for a good part of that 30 minutes that I was sitting there. And um, now I don't know. I don't know how much you guys and this might be something you might want to talk to to uh, to Crow about um, or one of his or, or either Crow or, or that that attorney guy that he has on there. Um, there's uh there's this thing called a um a Terry stop. And I don't know if y'all have ever heard of this, but there was a, a Supreme Court decision or there was a, a a court decision that was that was uh upheld by the Supreme Court called Terry versus Ohio, and they established something called a Terry stop. And under a Terry stop, the police can't stop you and hold you indefinitely on the side of the road or anywhere else. And just keep asking you questions and poking at you until they can figure out some way to, to arrest you or to, to excuse me, to put you in jail. Um, because they they had done this to this guy, they had pulled this guy over on the side of the road and they kept him there for an ungodly amount of time, just asking him questions, going through his stuff, trying to figure out some way to throw him in jail. And so the Supreme Court said that that's not legal. And at some point along the way. They came up with uh, one of the courts came up with the magic number of three minutes. That was that was the the limit. Once a police officer has has made his approach, he's got three minutes to come up with the information that verifies his accusation. Because, like I said, as soon as a police officer approaches you, the minute he asks you a question, you are being accused of a crime. And so. Um, like I said, I'm just standing there. There's all these cops coming around and they're they're asking me all these questions and, and saying all this stuff. And I'm not responding to anything and I just sit down on the hood of my car. And because I'm not saying anything, they start talking back and forth between themselves about the different things that they're going to have to do because I'm not talking. Right. Not just the things that they're going to have to do, but the things that they're going to end up having to do to me because I'm not talking. And so while this is happening, they're, you know, circling around my car, you know, 
trying to look in the windows and everything like that. Now, I don't, I'm not a person that goes around, um, I go around pretty much everywhere uh, ready to, to defend myself. And so I normally, I normally carry around um, my nine millimeter and, and brass knuckles. That's that's my 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 standard uh, my standard uh, carried stuff. Now, knowing that I was going to D.C. and what a commie place that is, I said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to just take a step back here. I'm not going to carry while I'm up here because, you know, D.C. is just crazy. So before I got there, I took my my nine millimeter and I put it in the in the pouch behind the passenger seat. You know, those little map pouches. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, on the back of so the seat. So I put that. Yeah, I put that in, and I carried I carried the two clips that came with that, the two magazines that came with that pistol. I carry those with me too, so I put those in there as well. So they're not on me. And when I got to the Supreme Court, I had gotten out of the car and and forgotten left my brass knuckles in my pocket. So I went back to the car and I put them in the in the uh, opened the passenger door and put them in the door handle of the passenger door. And they just shut the door and just forgot all about it. Well, while I'm there, you know, these guys are circling around and asking me all these questions. One of the cops starts looking in my car, like leaning over and putting his hand up and, and peering inside the car. Now, I don't, I don't know. Again, I don't know if y'all know something called the plain view doctrine. Y'all ever heard of that? No. Whatever the cops can yeah, see in plain view. Right, exactly. If, if, if a cop walks up and can see something in plain view in your car, then the courts have said, and this is illegal, but the courts have said that that, that gives him the, the authority to take some kind of action. Well, one of the things about the plain view doctrine is he has to be standing at a reasonable distance. He's just got to, he, he can't be leaning over to peer inside the car, and he especially can't be putting his hands over his eyes to get a better view inside his car, because that's a search. Even if he's not in physically inside the car, you know, he is searching the inside of the car. But There's please no plain view there. I'm, I'm sorry. I hate that I to stop you here, but so many police officers do that. I mean, that's that's how they oh. conduct like. But if people knew their rights, they would know that plain view is like you're not. And, and you could and not, I've, like I have never heard of this before in my life. They can't just peer into the car. They They can't just. Like if a window's rolled down, they can't just stick their head head into the car. Like they're breaking the plane, plane of view. Right. They they can't do that. Well, you roll you then, roll down your window. Right. So at that point now they can they see. They have to behave as if that window is still there. Right. They got to behave as if that window is still there, and and plain view plain view means it is I walk up, and I'm not doing anything special. I just look over, right. If I'm standing up and I'm I'm coming in and and walking up to your car and I'm brushing my side against your car, okay, now that's not plain view because I'm making an effort to to get a better view inside your car, right? You know any of that stuff if if you know stand on his tiptoes or any of those any of those kind of things now all of a sudden it's not plain view he's making an effort to to look in the car does that make sense? Yeah, you're searching at that point. I right. I under I understand that. Do you mind if I scroll back a little bit more, just so people understand? Sure. Why were they even looking at your car in the first place? Because they were I mean, trying, to, they were trying like, to find a way to arrest him. 
I know, but why? Okay, so but why outside did it, of why did eight cars come up to Dan? No, scroll no, out even no, farther no. back. Why were they following him in the first yeah, place and trying like to? What what was first of all? What was the initial reason of you being pulled over in the first? Not even pulled over, but like what were you initially like? What did they get you on? Oh man, he, this is what is illegal. Probable, what was the probable cause? Yeah. Okay, the cop says that he saw me. And he noticed that I did not have a tag on the front of my car. A plate or a tag? Okay, well, South no, Carolina, same. you don't have which, to have which, a tag which is weird in Missouri. In, in Missouri, it's weird. Like, we have plates. We have, like, the actual physical license plate. And then we'll have the tag. So where if, you, if your tag's out of date, they'll pull you over and then give you a warning. And then they'll hit you with a, you know, $30, $40, you know, like, late fee, basically, for not going to the DMV, for not paying personal property tax. I think when people say tags, though, they mean plates. Yeah, everyone like, has plates. It, every state I, has I think plates. I think something outside of plates. So your plates, your plates okay. were off. I get what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, so the so the I did not have a license plate on the front of the car, and we don't have to have a license plate on the front of the car. It's Kansas, in South Carolina, so. Kansas, Kansas. You don't have to in Missouri. You do, but you come into Kansas, like in, in Missouri, like Missouri police officers do not pull over Kansas, Kansas drivers for not having a front license plate because they don't have to. That's the state regulation on the other end. And you can still travel travel so that's, interstate. That's most likely the case for Dan as well. And the thing is, this Secret Service agent was behind Dan and noticed that he was from but, South Carolina. But that's, that's my curiosity because that's so frustrating if well, that's I just, the case. I, I want to keep hearing from Dan from the, Sorry, the well, probable yeah, cause, yeah, the yeah, reason. Yeah, no, 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 so my here's the, so, so here's the second part of it is that I have temporary tags on my car. Okay. And those tags expire on May 5th of 2021 it hasn't even happened yet right so that was that was the the initial thing was that i had no tag on the or had no um plate license plate on the front of my car the second thing was that i had this temporary license plate on the back of my car first of all and i don't i haven't been i haven't traveled a whole lot but who gives temporary tags for the front and the back no one <laughs> no, no dealership, no Nobody. DMV, no DMV ever gives you a front and a back temporary tag. It's only in the back. In Missouri, I'm so in Missouri, I am legally obligated to have a front license plate. That's that's what my state says. But if a temporary tag, they don't give me a front one. It's only a back one. So you only had a back temporary tag driving through like federal serial number, all this, and then that was their reasoning for pulling you over. Or, or the right. initial stop. Right. Well, that's still not probable cause. It's not a reason. No, it's not a good reason. It's not a good reason. It's not a. It doesn't matter, good or not. It's not a reason at all. That's not probable cause. That's why I'm curious. What I still wanted to hear from Dan more of. I, I yeah. No, my bad. I, I hope I'm not interrupting like too much. I'm just trying to get some pieces in there, but. Oh, he no. cut out. So the the um, what did you lose me? No, we, no, you're no, you're, you're good. You're you, good. You had a little bit of internet disconnection. You're you're solid now. You're solid. Okay, so the um, so now these these guys, you know, are circling around the car, and one of them is looking in my window, and he peers into the window and notices my brass knuckles in in the the um passenger door 
hand thing. Which is now, not what it says on the police on report. My car, say what now? That's not what it says on the police report, though. The one that I read over real quick. Right. Yeah. If I remember right, that's not what it said on the police report. It's, it's not what it says on there. It said it obstructed the VIN number, right? Yeah. Right. Which would be impossible because, you know, the VIN number, the space between the windshield and the VIN number on, on your car, you know, that would be that would have to be a knife blade. So, yeah, that that was not it. Plus, so, also, correct real quick. Sorry, got, they, correct me if I'm wrong, and I could be 100% wrong on this. It may just depend on the model of car. Where is your VIN number at on your car? Same place in every car. Yeah, left side. Or yeah, it's on the driver's driver, side. Driver's side. side. So that's driver's side. So you windshield. he said the passenger side is where your brass knuckles were and that those were concealing the VIN number? Right. Yeah, that's I mean that's what these guys I don't I don't even I don't even know exactly what it is that they're talking about. He, he saw them in the uh, in the door handle or in the yeah in the uh, the the door handle thing of it. And on my car, you know, you have he'd have to be leaning pretty hard against the window to peer down to see that because mm-hmm. you know there's a there's a significant space between the the top of the uh the top of the door and the door handle on there but he saw that and he goes i got a weapon i got a weapon and as soon as he did as soon as he said that like four cops just descended on me and put me in cuffs and started patting me down and searching me and you know they were acting like they you know they had gotten osama bin laden or something i mean it's like you know i i have never been a fan of the police never but i'll tell you when when there was when there was six or eight of these guys and this whole thing was going on and not one of them pumped the brakes for even a a second i was like there is there is no good in any of this i can't you know a few bad apples anymore because it's just not one of them. Not one of them said, "Hey guys, you know what? Um, maybe we need to slow down just a little bit." They just kept like pushing and pushing and pushing. You know, so they they have illegally detained me, and they have they have um, then done an illegal search of my car. Now they've done an illegal search of my of my person. I'm being I'm being. Uh, I'm in custody now. So they, they took your put keys me in cuffs. So. And they took your keys and they opened your car. Mm-hmm. Right. So then they begin searching my car, right? And as they're going through my car, that's when they found my nine millimeter. God, I love that gun. That is a that is I got a six hour yeah. P two two nine M eleven A one. Man, badass gun. Those are those are good little concealing carry Man. guns. The P two oh the P two that's actually is that a full size, like a duty size? Yep. It's, yeah, it's duty size. It's not. It's not the full size. The full size is the one that the that the uh, the seals and stuff carry, which is a. I think it's. A, I think that's a P two two six. But the P two two nine is is a little bit slimmed down. It's the one that that I think the military police carry. But um, I ended up getting that because I went into the to the gun shop and I said I said this is what I want. I want a double stack with a a double action single action. Um, 
I want it to hold at least 15 rounds and I want no safety, right? And it's got an exposed hammer on it too. So, you know, I want to be able to carry a, a round in the chamber and have, and have a pretty reasonable expectation that it's not going to be, that's not going to uh, be a danger to just go off. Mm-hmm. So now did their report and, and I don't remember this portion cause I didn't get far enough in it. Yeah. Did they say that it was in the same spot that you said it was in, in the passenger side back end in that pouch or did they do the same bullshit that, that you're talking about to where it was placed differently? Well, I, hold on real quick before you answer that. I feel like, um, there had to have been body cam, body cam footage from this officer. You can't get should, body cam footage, man. Yes, oh, I, that should be released that shit's, to the public. That shit's yes, art. It no, is. it's no. way after the trial. All of a sudden, you you'll get the body cam footage. This this is an this is an interesting situation right here because you're both right. Um, my attorney, um, when when and first off, Jesse, uh, I don't remember what they said in the report about where they said they found it. But, um, you know, it was in it was in the pouch behind the passenger seat. I don't remember where they said they found it. But here's the interesting thing is that is that, like I said, I got I got assigned a public uh, defender while I was up there. And as I was initially talking to him, I told him that I said, listen, this is the things I want. I want I want um, body cams from all of the officers that were involved. Good luck. I want it? all of their radio transmissions for 30 minutes and 30, 30 minutes before and 30 minutes after you can't get I that. I know what their supervisors told them. All right. And good luck and, in that. And he, he said, and he told me when he said that he was, yeah, we're probably not going to get all that because no. uh, DC Metro is not, you know, they're not obligated to talk to us about any of this stuff. No, no, they, they have, they, dude, they're, they, they're always in a position of power. Yeah, it's not like they're pu- it's not like they're public Please. servants or Please. anything. No, yeah, no, they're always in the like, position well, of power well, to defend well, them. Well, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I don't want to get know, frustrated yet. Go. I got it. I got it. I got something good for you, but I was arrested by the Secret Service, and the Secret Service is under a different set of rules. So we did a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act request, to get all of the information pertaining to my arrest. So the Secret Service is obligated by the Freedom of Information Act to release all of that information. So you'll see all of that. So that's well, we'll see. We'll see whether we will or not. I mean, that's that's that they're supposed to release. it. So if they don't, you know, they're going to have to have a very good excuse for it or it's going to be another thing where they're going to be getting themselves tangled up with the court. Oh, the battery wasn't working on my body cam that day. Right. I just don't see yeah. how I don't I don't see how you can stand in front of a judge unless well, the, the, you know the interesting thing is is that is that Go ahead. Sorry. They do it all the time. They they stand right in front of the judge and lie to him all the time. Oh yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that's one of the things that I I you know really liked about the 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 uh lawyer that's handling this right now is you know, he said, I've seen it. Um, you know, they'll they'll lie on their reports. They'll lie in court. You know, they'll lie right to your face about all this stuff. Um, but he was real encouraged by the fact 
you know, since we were dealing with the Secret Service, that we saw that information. So hopefully we'll be getting that in the next week or two. Good. Man, one, one thing and, I'm going to uh, say is lawyers you know, told, always get— told me we'd have a watch party. Man, one, one thing I will say is lawyers always give you comfort, like immediate comfort. But in my experience with dealing with the legal system is lawyers are not really out for you so much. Like they're out for some some right. other thing. I really – I hate to be that guy, and I know it's cliché almost to this point, to where the blood sh- like the blood sucking shark lawyer comes in and it's always to their benefit. So just also be careful with that too, man. Well in general, the whole the whole justice system is not uh, for you at all. Yeah. The justice system isn't designed to help you in any way. Now I'm I'm just curious, like what what are they trying to pin you on though? What what are they trying to get you doing? Like like you're out there trying oh, to you speak your the, voice as an American, what? as an American right now. Like like you had you had an issue. You're like I'm trying to do thing, do things correctly. Now, man, things aren't getting done. Now I need to come in person because it's always better in person. Trying to get things done. Now you're apparently what sounds like to me a nuisance to them. But what are they trying to pin you on? Well, they had me initially on on uh, eight or ten charges, but when they went to court, they dropped all but all but. Um, uh, three felony charges. That was that was having an unregistered weapon in D.C. And this right? is what was confusing to me. So hold on. Say, so hold on. You'll have to we explain go, this real quick. We need to go quick. over that one because I always thought if you had a if you had a federally like you're you're registered, you have a it is in your name. That firearm is in your name, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. How is it unregistered right. in D.C.? Does that make any fucking sense? Exactly. Excuse my language, but how does that make any fucking sense? I mean, I, I get that there's different gun laws it makes to where absolutely no sense. No, I, I get it. Like traveling through state to state, they have different gun laws as to where, you know, like you can always have your gun, but they need it. They have different know, laws about carrying it and but where not you can carry whether it or not you have one. Right. Like whether or not you have to call someone in DC or mail someone in DC and say, Hey, I'm about to come to your state. Is it okay if I have my firearm with me? Is that, no, gotta, no, that's we got to no. do a background you, check. You have on a you. registered federal, like it's registered on a federal level, if I remember right. Like you don't register guns on state levels. Nobody registers a gun on the state level. They don't run like if I were to try to get a gun right now, they don't check my background on a state level. It's federal. They go federal level on yeah. everything. So this makes I'm sorry, it makes no fucking sense to me. Anyway, can continue. Right. So DC is a different area. Like it's its own country, right? Yeah, DC DC is is, you know, just a commie cesspool. I mean, it was it's it's insane. But um yeah, so their their thing is is that is that um if I wanted to come to DC and and exercise my second amendment rights and and uh like to to properly protect myself in one of the most dangerous cities in the world um that I, I should be able to do that, but DC says that there's a six month waiting list just to get just to get your your application in to register your firearm in DC. I feel like that but, in and of itself should but, be illegal because it's even, part of the United States and you have a constitutional right to have a firearm, regardless of hold up, regardless of because people are going to talk about the different rules between states. I'm not talking about carrying it. I'm not talking about carrying concealed, blah, 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 all that stuff. It's in your vehicle in a pouch. It's, it's in your vehicle, you. in your property. It's not like it's on your person. 
It's not like you're walking around with it outside of your vehicle on your person. It is in your property, in your vehicle, under your control or whatever. It is your handgun, your registered firearm that you have every legal right to, to own. Whenever you say unregistered, right. almost almost sounds bad, but it's only unregistered in D.C. Which makes no sense because it's so, part of the United States of America. So you just you give it. So go go figure the the place here's, of all. Oh man, I'm I'm sorry. No, continue, continue. Here's here's the here's the insanity. This is just just think about this this little piece of insanity. Okay, if if I was to drive from Virginia to Maryland and go through D.C. and I happen to get stopped for a traffic stop, I could get the same charges if I was carrying. That's that pistol. That's absurd that you could get an unregistered weapon, even though I'm not even though I'm not planning on stopping. I'm just driving through the fact that I'm in D.C. This is how insane this law is. The fact that I'm in D.C. with a with a weapon, a gun that is not been registered with D.C. is enough to get you charged. Who does it protect on top of that? What is is this bill? Who does it protect? Well, I'm more curious. I think it's obvious. I'm not I'm not curious about the protection part. I'm more curious about. Hold up. Have you or your lawyer? I, I'm just curious for the viewers out there and myself. What is what does that legislation look like? Like, what is that law? Like, who passed that law? Where is that I law? Is that a know. state law? Like, what is that law? Well, they're, they're not a state, though, right? DC is not a no, state. No, Maryland's a state. That's what I'm saying. Where does this law? But they're talking. It's not Maryland. Like, you could go through. You could go through Maryland. That's not what I'm. That's not what I'm saying, Jesse. It was. That's am- not what I'm asking. I'm right, asking my, my where this law. I'm so, not asking where is in like. It was an amendment that was passed throughout the state somehow. That's what I'm asking. But like, only right, in I, I want to see this legislation and how it's written. I don't know well, how that legis- the, that le- legislation things. is illegal. That's why I'm saying I want to see that legislation. This is this is one of the this is one of the interesting things about DC, is that is that in the Constitution, the District of Columbia is a ten is a ten mile square area over which Congress may exercise exclusive legislation. Okay, so that's what I was curious Congress, about. Oh, okay. Right. Congress passes laws for D.C., and we've we've let the government get so out of control that they basically pass whatever kind of laws they want for their little kingdom in D.C. It's like the Vatican, and hold right? Up. The it's, scary, it's like, how similar is it to the Vatican, almost? Like it's it, about the same. Okay, that, so that's, hold on, that's hold on. how I view it. I, just, I mean, I mean, we're trying to do this with an hour, man, because I don't. You know what I'm saying? So, what are the other two charges that they tried to get you on? I'm assuming one is maybe the brass knuckles, or I could be wrong, but uh, no, no, the brass knuckles are not in it at all. They're not part of this at all. But that's what they got. The other two. Now, y'all are gonna love this. Y'all are gonna y'all. If y'all love that first charge, you're gonna love this. The second charge. Now y'all remember y'all remember the criteria I had for that gun I bought? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yes. of the things I told them was that I wanted a double stack, fifteen rounds, held, uh, at least fifteen rounds, right? Well, a magazine that holds that many rounds is illegal in D.C. and it's a criminal charge; it's a felony. Even though those are not modified magazines, even though those are the ones that are sold with that that they're manufactured for that gun. That is the standard magazine that comes with that gun. Oh, so it's a loophole to right. make guns illegal. Holds... Right. It's a loophole to so make a gun illegal. 15-round magazine that's standard. 
It's now just I will say, hold, up, gun hold, that was, hold that up. was the other charge. I'm, I'm real quick I'm, on that I'm charge. A high capacity magazine. On that charge, I with have a nine to, millimeter. Which how up, much damage could up. you really do with a nine millimeter? On that charge, I do have to play devil's I advocate here. Yeah. yeah, if you're accurate, I mean, you got to be accurate. But I'm going to play devil's advocate here on that one, and I would like to preface this by saying I do not agree with this law at all. But simply to look at it from the other side, I don't agree with it. It had I know that, in the podcast. I know that in no, it needs to be brought up. Mm. Because, for example, that is a law in California. They specifically make and sell guns that are cut differently or whatever modified to where you can only have a 10-round magazine because a 10-round magazine is the maximum you can have in the entire state of California. And I've, when I'm looking at purchasing firearms, those are options. There's literally a regular version and a California version. So to play devil's advocate here, not saying I agree with the law, just saying that if that is a thing... If that's a thing, I can see there being the equivalent thing in D.C. or wherever, sure. whatever state wants to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not saying it's right. Not saying I agree with it. But I actually, out of the two charges you've mentioned, I actually, for lack of a better term, understand that charge. Not agreeing with it, understand mm -hmm. it. But he's just, he's not buying the gun. He's, he's Johnny, I'm not, that's Johnny, not Johnny, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You Johnny, can't, yeah. he said Jesse, understand. Jesse, if you have a 15 round one, you can't take that into California. That is illegal. You ten round magazine is the maximum you can have. If the moment you bring fifteen rounds into no, California, wait, is it illegal? Is it illegal for you to take it into California, or is it illegal for you to buy it in California? It's illegal for you to possess it in California. You cannot possess more okay. than ten round I'm magazine pretty, I'm in pretty California. Sure, yeah, they banned high capacity magazines yes, in California. It they is the, illegal to possess. Yeah, they were the first state. I'm pretty sure to do that. Yep. And right now, I think they're the only one. Yeah. So, hold on. So, Dan, you've mentioned two. What's the third one? Unregistered ammunition. What? You have to register your ammunition in D.C. Jesus Christ. Uh, part, okay, so part, so you have to register your gun. And it's a felony. You have to you have to register your gun and then register your ammunition with that. Yes, Jesus. So this is basically their way of saying, "Hey, guns are illegal yeah. in D.C. You can't without, bring in. You can't without actually taking away the Second Amendment. Yeah, they're, guns they're are illegal in D.C. The Second Amendment in in some way. Yeah, I mean they they have effective they have effectively done that, um, and made it a felony. Good. Not even like a not even like a state criminal charge or a misdemeanor or anything like that. It's a felony. You're back in right. Carolina, right? You're back in the Carolinas, right? I am. Yes, I am. That I, then that was a whole that was a whole deal in and of itself. Because are you going to be tried? Are you going to be tried? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Are, well, do they plan on trying you in the Carolinas, or are they going to try you in D.C.? Because that's massively different. Oh no, it'll it'll be it's in. Got to be in D.C. Yeah, it's it's going to be a trial in D.C. Because that's that's hugely different. Because the judges out there will be like, "Oh man, what the fuck? Like this is this this is like nothing." But then but then you have D.C. assholes being assholes, and man, my heart goes out to you. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a I, I'm not a big prayer, and I'm not big on religion, but I'm going to pray for you because those those motherfuckers, man. Right, and see, that's why I'm saying that's why I'm saying that I I believe it's it's very important for me to get the story out and and you know get people thinking about this stuff because 
you know, my situation in, in many ways is unique, but it's not something, it's not something that, um, my situation is one that a lot of people could find themselves in very easily because somebody who's in a camper that's going through DC. Yeah. That's that crazy. Just happens to have a gun, right. They get, they get pulled over and, and the cop just decides one, you know, this one time that he wants to search the whole thing and finds it. He could have himself in the same situation that I'm in. But you could be duck hunting up in Maine, and just, then you just and then you just know, going just through DC with with a shotgun that right. that isn't registered. And how else do you get your shit? Like I don't I don't know. I, I guess go you just around avoid, D, go around DC. Avoid DC. So or you go or you go into DC. You're passing through just like you were saying, Jesse. You're passing through, and you decide to stop in and see a friend of yours. You're not even you're not even staying there. You just stopped in for a couple hours to see this friend of yours. And then the next thing you know, the cop decides to pull you over for some reason and, you know, searches your car and finds this magazine. You know, um, um, Enrique Tario, who's the, uh, the, the or whatever of the Proud Boys, he got arrested going to D.C. on January 6th because he had high capacity magazines that had no ammunition in them and he didn't have a gun that they went with. He got arrested arrested just magazines. Yeah, that's that, that, that makes a lot of sense. No, I mean, that makes perfect sense, right? Just right. just gun magazines? <laughs> Empty gun magazines. You, you might as well, in D.C., they might as well start arresting people for paintball guns at that point. Yeah. Those are probably illegal. So, I mean, we went through all three of the charges now, and and in my opinion, it's, it's completely un-American. And just in my opinion... Um, I, I feel like even if you were in a DC court and you were, if there were a jury, I would hope that that jury were able to see the, the, the picture that we just saw, but specifically, why were you targeted? Do you feel like, I mean, because if you were legitimately pulled over in this spot and you sat there for 30 minutes, you ate an apple. Th think about the manpower, the manpower that they spent on tax money on tax money to apprehend you. Oh, like how much that fucking takes. This is this is in this is in D.C. during during, you know, some some heavy tourist time. Right. So so um, while they, when they when they were putting me in cuffs, one of the guys jerked on my shoulder and um, tore my rotator cuff and and uh, strained a tendon in my, my bicep. So that was bothering me. And of course, you know, they had me in cuffs sitting on the curb. So I was in a stress position that was that was, you know, really kind of working on me. You know, my, my blood flow and everything like that. So when they got me up, you know, I let them know that, you know, I was, I was not, not feeling well and I had this, you know, this, so they called the, um, the paramedics to come over and they came over in this big, this big, um, fire truck the paramedics did, and they came the wrong way up the street. They had this whole area cordoned off just for me. They had Secret Service, DC Metro, and the park police, the US, US Park Service police up there, all to answer for this one thing, this one guy eating an apple. Man. 
just imagine being that that secret service agent who's just mm-hmm. right behind you waiting for 30 minutes and he's just like man we got this guy he's eating an apple he's got a long beard he's wearing a, a cowboy hat and uh i just don't know what's really going on with this guy but i need probably like six to seven maybe eight more cops we need to block off the area get a couple fire trucks and a couple ambulance just in case because this guy's a nuisance man i i, I just i don't mm-hmm. get it man i don't i don't get I was it so da- i was so dangerous that they were able to they were able to completely entrapped me in that loop right they had me completely surrounded and and were able to all descend on me without without me figuring out anything except the one guy behind me the See, whole thing's the whole thing you, the, you know the, whole story thing's a joke. Just, the story actually you know it just keeps on going because once i got what they first took me to this place that i think was a a facility that was run by the secret service which was which was pretty sparse, right? I didn't have I didn't have access to any any food or water or anything like that. They had me in a, a cell by myself with that just had a toilet in it, but there wasn't any faucet or anything to get any water or anything out. They held me there for a number of hours, and then they sent me to this other place that was like a dungeon. This this place was filled with roaches. It had no air conditioning. It was about 98 degrees inside there. They had a backed up toilet that they refused to f- fix. And, and there was, was about um, 14 other guys in there. I mean, it was, it was, it was absolutely disgusting. The little bit of food that we did get while we were in there literally had roaches in it. They brought it to us in, in little, um, brown paper towels and you open it up and the and the 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 roaches are there's roaches in it it was crazy i I mean you feel like you feel like a free american citizen right you really feel like the government's working for you and like a free american citizen that's just able to i I just i mean i I don't know where you're at oh yeah the government but i mean like right now the, the, the the connection right now isn't the best like with how we're communicating right now and the, the story that we're, we're kind of uh-huh. having right now, I feel like is very important. Um, there's been a lot of uh, critical moments within this podcast where it's kind of hard to understand you. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, kind of don't you feel that way as well? I, I wouldn't say. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, yeah, it, it's cutting in and out on a couple of moments. I wouldn't yeah. say we've missed anything no, really. No, though. I'm just All saying, right. man, this is really important. I just don't want to, I just don't want to, I want to give this story its complete justice. Man, I would, well, I'd 100% be willing to have this conversation again, more in depth here in a couple of weeks or whenever Dan wants to come back on again. And yeah, whenever, yeah, whenever you have a really good connection, uh, I'm not trying to end the podcast right now by any means. I'm just saying specifically the past few moments you've been cutting in and out and it's just, uh, I feel like you have a lot of a lot of important stuff that's going on right now that needs to be clearly heard and not like yeah. spaced out. I, no, I agree. I get what you're yeah. saying. I get what you're saying. Um, but uh, okay. yeah, so you're so you're in this second jail cell. You're they're feeding you roaches basically, which that's laughable, honestly, with the amount of taxpaying money that probably washes through DC. Is that the last place that you ended up at? And how long? Yeah, that you- was the last place. And 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 to be to be real clear about this i was not i was not the only one being fed roaches there was about there, there was about 15 maybe 20 other guys in there and we were all in the same in the same conditions i mean it was just crazy and uh they let me out of there right they let me out of there um with this little ticket 
for me to go and get my property, all my property that they'd taken off my person. Um, they put me out, you know, so my property is in some other location. They give me some general kind of direction about which way to go. And I've got no idea where I am. I've got no phone. I've got no money. And I have no idea where I am in D.C. And so I had to go to on foot. I had to go to three different locations in D.C. Um, in addition to in addition to being on foot, of course, they took the laces from my boots. So I've got no laces in my boots while I'm trying to do all this walking. And I covered probably. Uh, I probably covered uh, uh, 15 miles. Trying to get my property back. And then when I did get my property back and got in touch with the uh, with the people about getting my car back, which was a whole different story. Um, the uh, the um, I called the guy in the, the Secret Service assured me that the the tow place would be open until six o'clock. So I get on the phone. I finally get all my stuff at, at 515 in the afternoon and I called the tow company. He's like, yeah, we're closed. We're open from eight to five. Like what in the fuck? Which of course was a big deal because um, one of the stipulations that the judge put on on my release was that I was forbidden to be in D.C. I had to leave D.C. and I was forbidden to return okay. unless I was there specifically to consult with my attorney. That's the only reason that I can now be in our nation's capital is if I'm consulting with my attorney about this case. So if I go up there to meet with my representatives from South Carolina. No, you've, you've had a civil death. You've lost your rights now. Yeah. Right. Man, like, yeah. I I've mean, been, I've been convicted of a crime without a jury. He's in a yeah. way different club than you are, Jesse. Way different club. No, that's true. That's absolutely true. I mean, if any of you are, I mean, whoever's listened throughout the podcast, what you're basically seeing right now I mean, and, and you've heard it, and you know what not to do if you're ever traveling to D.C., but what type of country or world do we live in when it—, it this is this Just is being what, stripped of your rights. It, this is one nation. This is one nation. This isn't separate nations. This isn't three nations. This isn't four nations. This is one nation. And specifically, whenever you're talking about defending yourself and your persons or wherever you're traveling throughout the United States, you should be able to do that freely at any point in time, no matter where you are. Now, I, granted, Johnny, you did play devil's advocate and you made specifics about certain states that passed different legislation on saying that, hey, you can only have it. Like I said, I don't agree with that legislation. Sure, sure. I'm you just know, pointing you know out it exists. You know, it, and it exists. You know what? And, and shame on those states for passing that type of shit. It wouldn't hold. You would think it wouldn't hold in a Supreme Court. If you were ever to go into California with more than 10-round clip and they tried to give you a felony or, in Dan's case, what he just described, if that went to the Supreme Court, you would hope and pray that, that it wouldn't hold. But that's the type of country we live in right now. These I mean, are the types of things you have to be aware. These are the types of things you have to be aware of, that you can't travel freely and defend yourself anymore. I mean, but what you what can't, you really, can't, and that, that no, there's no really, man. That's fucking ridiculous. What, no. where, where do we live? What is this? What is this turning into? This is one place, two places now: California, Washington, What's, DC, or in DC. What's next? Three more states. Then what, what about after that? Four more states. Then ten. Then fifteen, then twenty more states. Then you can't even travel because you don't know what states do and what. I, I, what the I, fuck, I, man? I feel bad because it's going to be in a monetary issue for you in the end. 
because that's what it comes down to. Dan doesn't care about the monetary issue, man. The he real problem is the he civil give death a shit part. About that. Yeah, he cares about his rights. Do you think he gives a shit about money? Well, I mean, this dude, he cares money, more. Money, money has the place in its in its world, and they're going to be able to, yeah, like. The, the losing your rights is more the, important. The odds, me, me looking over everything, I'm like, man, this is a joke felony case right now. For you being a convicted anything, I'm like, this is a joke. They're going to they're gonna tone this down if you have enough money. <coughs> Excuse me. Like, they're going to tone this down if you have enough money to, to be able to pay for it. And and then things will work out on your end, like if you're able to pay for it, or you cause them enough stress on the back end to where they just they drop things, which could be you know like either one. It's a coin toss for them. But well, it, I already it, told my attorney that I'm not taking any kind of plea deal. That 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 just ain't happening. Good. So, yeah. You know they if they if they're hoping if they're hoping to. To convince me about you know some kind of fine or something like that, it's not happening. This this is and, and I'm going to demand a jury trial. You know, which of course, I mean, this is the other crazy thing about it is that in in our COVID world there are no jury trials happening now. Right, so that means that that my my um, initial fact hearing about this with about the details of this case will not happen until probably January of next year. Jesus. They'll drag but it out longer than that. They will trust me, they will try to drag it out longer than that. They make more money the longer it gets dragged out. Attorneys, everything. They make more money dragging it out. That's from my experience with it. They do not want to settle well, my, it. My my attorney is saying that there's a possibility that they may drop these charges because they really don't have anything. You know, I mean, there's so many there's so many different angles about this that that, you know, the case law just works against them. Like basically the charges that they've got me up on all of that stuff they found during an illegal search and anything found during an illegal search is not is not something that you can legally use against somebody. Yeah. You know, if they had performed an illegal search and found 200 kilos of, of freaking cocaine in my car, they would be shit out of luck. But they well, didn't, man. No, that's not how that works, actually. But that's they, not how that works. I mean, le- legally it is. It, it, they get around it, but legally le- Dan's le- correct. That's not how that works. But, right. hey, Dan, Dan, real, real quick, I think you did something that's amazing that so many Americans need to hear in protecting their rights whenever it comes to handling the police is don't fucking talk to them. Do not talk right. to them. It is your right not to talk to them. Well, you handle this, and I'm sorry it's difficult for you in doing your job, but I am afraid of what you're able to do with this. They already have so much power. The last thing I'm going to do is allow you to manipulate me. In I guarantee you they're prepped on conversations to get you to incriminate yourself. They had, they had right? 30 minutes. How much, how much of that fucking has happened throughout American history, documented American history? They make... They make literal episode documentaries on on people being screwed over by police in interrogation level shit don't fucking talk to them sorry you might be a good right. one you might be the one good one and i'm really sorry though i don't trust you but dan was dealing with I'm a gonna, different breed though he was dealing with secret service yeah, that was the no, initial but, no but you you handled he it was, well he was dealing with the do, lion do not talk the to lion, these the do lion not of fucking police. talk to these fucking people 
Do not talk to these people. Be oh. like, if it comes down to it, if you're going to arrest me, well, I'm not going to say anything. Just arrest me. Yeah, arrest me and I'll get my attorney. We'll handle it from yeah. there. My car's locked. You're not getting well, inside. Here's, here's some important things to, to, to remember about this stuff, too, is that the minute that a, that a police officer approaches you, you're being accused of doing something wrong. That's an accusation. The minute that they come up to you and they begin to ask you questions, that interrogation that they're involved in is a fact-finding mission. They're trying to get information to support the charges that they've already made up in their mind. Now, you were busy doing something in the course of all this, and you were stopped. Now, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of this before, but there's something called cardiac arrest. And cardiac arrest is when your heart stops. So... We're going to be real simple here and arrest means stop. So if you're doing something and a police officer stops you, that is an arrest. You are under arrest. It's not when he puts the cuffs on you. It's the minute that you are doing something and he interrupts you from doing that. He stops you from doing that. Driving your car, walking down the street, talking on the phone. Anytime that your activity is interrupted or stopped by a police officer, you are under arrest at that moment. You have been accused of a crime. You are being investigated. The Fifth Amendment says that you don't have to participate in your own conviction. You don't have to give them any information at all. Right. The Fourth Amendment says that in order for them to be able to come over and do any kind of search or, or be able to to. Um, take you into custody or anything they've got to have a warrant beforehand they got to know what you've done before they come and and, so the, uh, and harass you real quick the fourth amendment does it specifically say cops or police or does it say government or it said it this is what it says it doesn't say about government or police what it says is the right of the people to be secure in their persons houses papers and effects exactly against unreasonable searches and seizures exactly. shall not be violated right so, I mean, like, what, what I'm specifically trying and, to... And here's the second part. What? Go ahead. No, no, you're good. No, you're no, you're, you're feeling it. And it says, and, this is, this is the second part that's really important. So, the first part is an absolute prohibition on unreasonable searches. So, unreasonable searches are only in the first part. And that does be secure is protected against that. How is it protected? We go comma and... No warrants shall issue but upon probable cause, specifically stating the person's places or um, items to be. I can't remember that the, the exact way that that whole thing is worded at the very end, but you've got to have someone swear an oath to get that they saw something happen, that there was an action taken. That is the probable cause. The probable cause is this thing that would lead you to believe that something has happened that needs to be investigated. And the warrant has to be issued in order for that investigation to happen, in order for the search to be taken, in order for for some item to be removed from a person or in order for a person to be um, taken into custody. Which warrant has to happen before that, which in your case, which in your case, in 99 percent of cases, when people are involved in the type of situation that you're in, that's not the case at all. Right. And again, we went away. We've went away. Jesse, I know what's going on. What's do you feel like you were profiled like above and beyond? Do you feel like you were just profiled? You were in D.C. causing trouble because you were trying to get you were trying to get a right 
uh, a wronged right righted, and it can only be done through the through the Supreme Court, and and then all this, and the next thing you know, through whatever technology that they have, which I don't want to sound like a loon here or conspiracy theorist, but they probably had your name, probably had you tagged before before that, just looking at like target you basically. Did you did you feel that mm-hmm. like they were profiling you? I you know what I I was wondering why it was that um, all this was happening. Um, and I'll tell you another interesting thing in just in just a second that happened while all this was going on. You know I was racking my brain trying to figure out you know what it was was it my beard was it my, you know. Was it was it that the the supervisor decided to call the Secret Service instead of calling me, you know, the supervisor from the Supreme Court? So I'm wondering about all this stuff. And you remember I told you I called the uh, I called the tow truck company. Well, in the course to call the tow truck company, I looked down and, and, you know, I haven't had my phone for a little over 24 hours. It's almost uh, it's not quite 36. hours. Well, no, just a little over 24 hours. And I looked down and there's a voicemail from my daughter. Now, for some reason, my daughter has had chosen not to speak to me for many months now, but she calls me up and she is hysterical. She is in tears because the Secret Service has called her to ask her a bunch of questions about why I'm at the Capitol with a weapon. That sounds really bad. On paper, on paper, that sounds really bad. I was not at the Capitol. It's a, just on paper. I'm not at the Capitol. Just on paper. On paper. Right. They, they'll make it sound bad. Mm-hmm. And, and B, I didn't have a weapon with my car. Right? So they, they completely, you know, paint this situation wrong. But here was the interesting thing. In the conversation, the agent told her that he wasn't going to be calling anybody. And the only reason he called her was because she was the first name on the list. On what list, the, so dude? Like, they have a list of all your all your yeah, contacts, yeah. all your all your like everybody you're associated with. We know that shit from Snowden. Yeah, right. Why do they have a list on me and what and you know who's they on? They have it a list on everybody. And, everybody. You know, how did they get on it? But for, the, you know that was the thing that that I wanted to know about all that, and that's one of the things that we're that you know we're looking at figuring out. Be careful with that, attorney. man. Be careful with that. <clears throat> He'll be all right. You'll be all right. Don't delve too deep into that. You delve as deep as everybody. You want, uh, that's man. That's some. I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going all the way in. That's why you have. You cases. start say set, what these boys. These boys. That's why you have yeah. the big cases that set precedents in the United States. That's you have people that have the courage to do that. People who have disobedience and are willing to take on the beast or, or whatever you want to call it. You have to have people that want to do that type of stuff, man. I, I think it's. I think it's. Oh man, I don't even. We don't have time to get into this. No, man, we literally cannot get into this. Yeah, and I really want to like take it somewhere else, but there's no way we have time for this. No, we're we're already at an hour. So, at the same time, I don't want to be misunderstood what, because boys, because this is, what, this is what I'll do. I will definitely make sure that that if the next time that we get a chance to talk, that I'm someplace where I've got a better connection. Um, I'm doing I'm doing some running around tonight and and. So, you know, it just it just ended up being like this. I thought it would work better. You're good, man. No, this get, this was solid. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's still, still solid. It's still good. Just cuts out here and there. No no big deal. 
No big deal. Yeah. Anyway, but I, I'm sorry for what you had to go through, man. That seems terrible. Again, the police report when I read it and after having the initial conversation with you when you had when you and I had talked to each other on the phone, um, getting the full picture, man. I, I'm I'm very sorry for what you had to deal with and go through, and and so many others have to go through that as well. But um, specifically, you and in, in, in DC or whatever you want to call it, dude, that that sucks, man. And it and it's altered your uh, altered your the journey that you're on. Maybe maybe it's for the better of all of us. You never know. You never know. Maybe it's I actually. Just a, I kind of want to add on to what you're saying. Yeah, real quick. go ahead. That's okay. And I yeah. was thinking about this a while back in the conversation and just never brought it up. For any people out there, and once, man, all this devil's advocate stuff, but I feel like it needs to be played. For any people out there who are watching or listening to this and they completely, let's say you completely disagree with everything we're saying. You think that Dan deserves it for whatever reason, blah, 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 and you completely disagree with everything we're saying. Something I want you to think about is the fact that it could, even if you disagree 100%, it could have been handled so much differently. There could have been other routes around this and getting him out of D.C. and being like, hey, here's the law, don't do this, blah, 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 without the felony, without all this stuff. And the other thing that people don't think about is that this is a real quick money and paperwork thing for them that goes away. It's just part of their job. They don't see how it affects Dan as a human being. And I'm not even going to use Dan in this next one. I'm just going to say person X. But person, oh yeah, I am coming through a little hot on there. Yeah, you're, good, you're good, bro. But person X, whoever it is, let's say you're the person who gets pulled over. People could be, there could be someone weaker than Dan going through this same kind of thing, going through it for months, spend, spending money on it, having his kids detached from his family, all this different stuff. They end up killing themselves or doing something horrible like that. Like this changes people's lives for something so mm-hmm. small that can be, avoided so even if you disagree with everything we've said tonight this directly affects dan just not on a legal level but on like an emotional and or sorry a person x on an emo because i can't speak for you it, it, man it's got to be rough like, like whoever's so going human. through it like on an emotional and personal level like this is it's it's unhealthy to do this to people and again and i think i wanted to say earlier like we, we've allowed and i'm not saying defund the police or anything like that i'm not i'm not on that train but and we've had multiple podcasts that something needs to happen and something needs to be different with the way that the people are policed. The feds, it's fuck not, the it's, feds. It's not even no no no. Fuck the Hold feds. on, let me finish. I'll say fuck the feds all you'll, day hey, long. I don't give a Jesse, shit. Jesse, Jesse, you'll fuck get the feds. you will get your turn. I promise you. It's not only the feds, but it's it's police officers. Something needs to change with how these people interact with us. And and like we said earlier, it's serve and protect. It's it's not the it's, other way around. No. It's it's not the other way around, and it's frustrating. There are so many videos you can watch out there where you're like, what the fuck? Why are these police doing this? And you can sit there and name off all the instances that have happened throughout the years. And it's not just black people. It's white people. It's all people in the United States. Something has to change with these people, man. They have ultimate authority. They literally put on a uniform, put on a belt, have a badge, and put a gun there. And they take sixty hours or however many hours training. And now they are above you. That is not the case. They also... They also minority reported your ass. Like, if y'all have seen the movie Minority Report and we think it's like science fiction where they see the future and they stop crimes before they're committed, that's what they did. They assumed you were going to commit some kind of crime and they just said, you know what, screw it. We'll hit him with this and this. He was a nuisance. He was a nuisance. I'm saying, but I'm saying. He was a nuisance to the fucking federal government. Yeah. So, like, hey, how how can you hit this guy? Yep. And then, and then did what they did. But I'm just, they're stopping stuff before, I don't know. 
I'm, maybe I'm wording it weird. It, it's just, man, you can't do anything anymore. If you think you're free, you're not fucking free. Yeah. You have the freedom to pretend but, you have choices. I mean, how many, how many inches away do you think right now that we are away from like North Korea? Like, like, I mean, it's realistically, China, I mean, that's bro. a hard, China. that's a hard China first. North Korea last. That's like last. I know, but we're we're getting on that page. Yeah. To where no, oh, the government will take care of it. The government will take care of it. No, we'll just trust them to fucking do it. Uh, Je- I'm Jesse, sorry. I, I was going did, off on of some weird. Did you shit. did you have anything? Else? I mean, because we got to end the podcast. I mean, it's a little over an hour, and we had a lot of good stuff. I don't want to. I don't want to overthrow. No, it, man. But. My my heart goes out to you. My heart goes out to you. This is the last thing I wanted to say. My heart goes out to you. It's really difficult dealing with the bullshit that is our government misrepresented so heavily as to what it actually should be. And, uh, man, I, I'll i be thinking about you over the next couple of days, and I hope everything works out, man. Like, my heart goes out to you. That, well, that's, thank you. That's I all appreciate I have to it. say. But listen, I'm, 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 I'm going to give you this little, this little tidbit here. Remember, I said that I was going to go up to D.C., and my intention was to stay there until I, until I got this thing docketed. Okay? It was my intention to go and pick a fight. No resilience. Okay. I didn't go up there and I didn't I didn't cause trouble. Okay. I didn't cause any trouble or anything like that. But, but I was up there. I was up there and my fooling was to keep pressing this thing until I got a reaction. Okay. And so I fully I fully expected to get something different, but I got a reaction out of them. And I'm gonna keep pushing it. Now that they've now that they've they've come at me, it's game on. I'm coming at them with everything I got. So, you know, I'm going to be suing these guys individually and I'm going to sue the different departments as well. And we're going to see what happens. Good luck. I man. hope. Yeah. I'm I, all I, good. Hope, I, really I hope for the best for you. I really you. appreciate y'all thinking about me. I'm, I'm really all good. No, good. And, and that's, but you're that, right. There's a lot of people who go through stuff like this. And they do not come out better on the other side. They're people who get PTSD from this type of stuff. That's yeah. that's the point that I was trying to make earlier is that, like I was saying, even if you disagree with everything we've said, the truth is this affects people's lives for years. This isn't a two-week thing. This affects people's lives for years over something that they won't lose a night of sleep on. It's been that way. Right. Anyone who has any type of power, this is just the, the way human history works. It's sickening. Yeah, it is. If you think we're separated by, like, race... By like race it's not. That's or, laughable. Or, or anything. It's th- laughable. Th- this is a ridiculous thing. Like, it's wealth. It, it's wealth, one hundred percent. And it's and it's so it's so poorly done. Well, it's, we it, we could go on with that for a little bit, but Dan, I, I truly want to thank you for joining us, man. It, it's it's always a pleasure to have you. Thanks on. for telling your story. Yeah, right. thanks for bringing your story to us. I, I I greatly appreciate it. Again, getting the full context of what you went through, I greatly appreciate that, man. Because well, do, y- y'all are my boys, man. Right back we've at been you, doing man. Doing this for a little over a year. Did y'all know that? Yes, sir. Wow. We've been, wow, we've, man. We've been together for a little over a year now. That's yes, crazy. Sir. We're gonna we're, shit. We're on that list now. Hey, hey. We we have like a five or six day vacation in August. We may not go to Utah, man. We may make our way to the uh, to the East Coast and see you. Hang out in the Carolinas. Yeah. Y'all would like it. Y'all would really like it here. We we'll talk about it, man. We'll let you know. Yeah, we will. I'd love to see the Carolinas. Oh, hell right. yeah! And then see Dan with that. Let's go. All right, love- brother. Well, you have right, a good night. Listen, y'all have a good night because I, if if you if you keep me here on any longer, I'm gonna get on another story because I got I got <laughs> lots of stuff going on. So we'll have to have some more conversations. We'll have to but have it in the future. You freed up, and I'll make sure I got a good a real good internet connection next time. Yeah, Sounds good, absolutely, brother. Absolutely, man. Be safe. All right.
Well, I love you, boys. Y'all have a good night. Have love a good you too, night, man. Dan. Take Lo- it easy, Dan. Love you too, brother. We'll see you. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Dan, uh, originally from the Constitutions of Us on Facebook, but I don't think that that page exists. It may still exist. But anyways, uh, a very interesting story. And uh, uh, the, the best thing that you guys could do is just let us know what you think in the comments below on, on how you felt like Dan was treated um, just based off the story that we were told. You know, I, and, and, and and just go from there and, and just give us your input. And, and that's really, go ahead. Absolutely. But I'm like, there's so much that stems from that. Like that's a whole nother podcast, man. Like, yeah, oh, I'm not getting into it, but I'm like, man, so much stems from that to where everybody should be able to like feel that viably and then like gather something from it. And then there's so much. The, the trickle that da- story, the trickle down effect of gun legislation here in the United States, I think is very scary. And, and a lot of people need to be aware of it. And it's happened in a few states, and you're only going to see this continue to trickle down. And it could take hundreds of years, but the fact that it's going to happen and eventually it will happen, that's the scariest part. And unfortunately, he's at the forefront of what's happening with this trickle effect. And he's feeling the ramifications of it. Eventually, anyone who is a, anyone who loves to own a gun or wants to have a gun, they're eventually going to feel what Dan feels. And man, this isn't even all about guns either. It's this is a, just about so much. Yeah, no, yes, there's there is, so yeah. much there in that there story. Is. But I, there's so much absolutely. I'm specific. There. If it talk- hasn't, if it hasn't happened to you, if you're like, oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a good kid. I'm a good person, and I'll never be involved. It's, it's not. A, it's got nothing to do with that. It can happen to anybody. It's an if and when thing. I mean, yeah. it's a win thing more than anything. Because we've allowed it to happen, and we'll leave there it is, there. We'll there, leave. Let's leave it there, man. Go ahead. One more time. One more thing. Sorry. Well, no, I need to. If you're going to leave it there, I'm going to leave it there. Yeah, like cause Cause I, gotta, I was I was about to say other things, but I need to you're right. Yeah, yeah we got to we'll, save it for the future. And there's we'll so much there. to be talked about. We could talk there about is. it for hours. Yeah. But well, we're going to leave it there. The best thing that you guys could do for this video, um it, me personally, I would like for you just to comment. That's the best thing for me, but the best thing for Talk Junkies and for us to grow is for you guys to actually like the video here on YouTube. Um, if you're on iTunes or Spotify, just sharing it in your contacts, whatever you want to do. Share it with a friend. Let them yeah. know Dan's story. Exactly. Let them know Dan's story because it's a very important story that needs and to he, be heard. And, and even if you think, oh, man, Dan's fucking, no, Dan was completely in the wrong. Still, talk about it. At yeah. least talk about it. It's a story that needs Let's to be heard. Let's start talking about things. Which is like, what we do here on Talk Junkies. So absolutely. please spread this message. Hey, next week we got uh, we got... Um, uh, we have, sorry, we have a gentleman coming on to talk, uh, Pao Chang is coming on to talk about esoteric um, types of views with language and hidden words within the with, within the language that we speak. Then after that, we have uh, Benjamin Lore coming on to talk about grocery stores. And then we uh, the following week, I forget her name, damn it, I think I might have it pulled up here. One second. We have a, a third guest coming on, and her name is Rebecca Hardcastle Wright, and she's actually a psychic. She's really deep into, like, UFOs and... Um, space travel and stuff like that. So the I'm next gonna smoke some weed for that one. The, the, hey, That'll be the one where I like take a whole gram fucking dude, joint to the it. face just so I can be on board with her. I'll be like, right. yeah, no, I'm psychic too right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, what I'm trying Damn. to say is we have three, we have the next three weeks are jam packed for all our junkies, man. So, uh, so all our junkies out there stay fly and ring the bell.